0: we have 3 more weeks before this year ends and uh, the word that we received for this year was year of overflow amen it has indeed been it has indeed been the year of overflow and uh, we expect God to do the miraculous you know when when a plane is taking off it catches its speed right at the end before it takes off it's right at the end when it hits its momentum right Um, so stay expectant guys don't give up it's still the year of overflow three weeks left and so much that the Lord can do He just needs one moment one moment to change destinies one moment to change everything so don't give up don't give up stay on the promises of God keep declaring and even as this year takes off and the next year comes, you're going to be propelled, pushed forward, accelerated into an upgrade. Amen? Into an upgrade. So don't give up. Amen? So I'm speaking right now prophetically over your life that in the, in these last three weeks, you're going to experience an abundance and overflow. The goodness of the Lord will be crowned over your life that you've never seen before. Amen? Receive it. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life abundant. I've come to give you life and life abundant. Say with me, I've come to give you life and life abundant. That means if Jesus has said that his assignment is to give us life that means when we come to Jesus we can receive life we can receive abundant life this is the same life that Jesus has you and me you and me can receive from the same life that Jesus has isn't that powerful amen so the gospel that we preach is the gospel of life The gospel that we preach is the gospel of life. It's the gospel of life. It's about you experiencing the God kind of life right now, right here. Amen. So Jesus spoke, I came to give you life. Jesus spoke, whoever believes in me shall have eternal life. Jesus said, narrow is the way that leads to life. It's all about life, life, life. Amen. It's about life. And John 17 verse 3. John 17 verse 3 says this is eternal life that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Eternal life is to know God. Eternal life is to know the Father. Eternal life is to know Jesus. Amen. So how do you have the abundant life of Jesus? Everybody knows that Jesus is the life. Is he the life? Yes. He is the light. He is the He is the love. So Jesus is life, light and love. How can you have the same life, the same love and the same light that Jesus has? How do you have that? That is where the power of association comes. The power of relationship. Whom you are not close to doesn't matter but whom you are close to matters. Because whom you are close to, you draw from their lives. In relationships we draw from each other. That's why it's very important whom you get married to, because you draw from their life. what they have becomes yours. You know what how much money they have in their bank balance becomes yours now. you know That's the power of relationship, power of association. So when we come in relationship with each other, even even here, Even on the earth, when we come in relationship with each other, when we start journeying with each other relationally, what the other person carries, it automatically flows into our lives just by the power of association. Automatically it happens. Pastor Betty, before we got married, was not so involved in ministry. But after she got married to me, because of the calling of God that was upon my life, it began to overflow in her life as well. Right? And each and every one of you, because you are associated with this anointing, whatever the Lord is doing through the anointing, it begins to overflow into your life as well. So anything that the Lord has imparted upon this house will flow into your individual houses as well. It has to because the power of association. It's the power of relationship. There was a boxer who, who fought and who who won the, the world championship belt and he was claimed in the newspaper as the conqueror. The conqueror who did it. But he goes back home and he gives his belt to his wife. She becomes more than a conqueror yes. without fighting. That's the power of association, my friends. Power of association. So it doesn't matter whom you're not close to. What matters is whom you're close to. Whom are you in proximity with in intimacy? So, what Jesus has, you can have through relationship. Through relationship, through the power of association. Everything flows from Jesus to you through relationship. Amen? Now, there are two aspects to this, my friends. One is, you have a personal relationship with Jesus and God begins to bless you in that personal relationship. Through the personal relationship it becomes a channel for you to be blessed and there's also the other dimension of being in fellowship where God begins to bless you because you've come under the authority of the fellowship we are the same body because God blesses people through people. God blesses people through people so if you are sitting in isolation at home you're not opening up a channel for God to bless you. So stay stay planted. Get planted somewhere. Get planted in a church. God cannot bless you if you're alone. Because God blesses people through people. Amen. There's a man in the book of Acts. Cornelius. He was an influential man. A Roman. What's the word? Someone, someone in Roman authority. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Why? Because he was a devout man. He was a man of prayer and a man of generosity. Your prayer and generosity attracts heaven's attention. So, because he was a devout man, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. But here's the thing. The angel redirects him to Paul. He says, not to Paul, to Peter. He says, I've come to tell you, go to Simon the Tanner. In the house of Simon the Tanner, there's Peter, call him, because the word that you want to receive, I cannot deliver, he can. So you have to understand that even the angels are limited in how much they can bring the gospel. They're limited. They cannot preach the good news. The good news of Jesus has been entrusted upon the children of God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? What I'm trying to say is as much as you can draw from God in your personal relationship and which is needed and you should do it, you can also draw from God through your relationship with people who have a relationship with God. If you want to be on fire, you you need to have fellowship with people who are on fire. You, You have to be intentional about it. Amen? So... The knowledge of God is the channel or the technology through which we receive from the supernatural realm. The knowledge of God is the channel or the technology through which we receive from the supernatural realm. See this verse, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter 1, verse 3 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. See, it is the knowledge of God that becomes a channel through which we receive everything that comes from heaven. Without the knowledge of God, what is the knowledge of God? Relationship. Relational knowledge. Without this relational knowledge, we don't have a channel to access everything that heaven has. It is through the knowledge of God. Amen so it's like this you know you if if you if you're plugged into an electrical socket anything any devices that are plugged into the electrical socket once the switch is on the these devices that are connected is powered on so what god did is he plugged us into the electrical socket of god the abundant life the source of all life see we call god the father right the meaning of the father is he is the source, he is the protector, and he is the provider. He's the source, meaning from from him comes all source of all life. He's the source of all life. You and me are plugged into that very source, but how it flows is through relationship. Without relationship with God, we cannot receive. We cannot receive. Even though we are plugged in, it's like, you know, you you can plug a device into the electrical socket, but if it is not switched on, even though it is plugged in, it cannot be powered. So it is your relationship that switches on the plugged, where you are plugged from switches on the power switches on the love switches on the life switches on the light so the very same essence that Jesus has it begins to flow into your life through relationship through relationship amen Ephesians 1:17 this is Paul's prayer that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. One thing that happens when we get to know God is that we can, we can position ourselves for spiritual impartations. See, when you receive Jesus, all of us have received the Holy Spirit. Yes or right? Yes or wrong? Correct? Have you all received the Holy Spirit? But on Upon receiving the Holy Spirit, there's more spiritual impartation that you can receive. Is the Holy Spirit enough? Absolutely, yes. But there is so much more that you can receive spiritually. So when Paul says, May God give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, he's not talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about an addition, an addition, an addition of spiritual impartation of more wisdom. Do you want more? Do you want more in your life? Do you want more favor? Do you want more wisdom? Do you want more revelation? Because you can have it. And Paul says, when you get to know God, in the knowledge of God, you can have access to more wisdom, more revelation. Three things, what these, what this wisdom and revelation does. Three things. The first one is, it gets you clear of your identity. It helps you understand who you are. When you know God... It helps you understand who you are. Without knowing God, you will be confused. That's why look at the world today. The world is so confused. Humans don't even know that they're humans anymore. Because our identity comes from the knowledge of God. That's the first thing. Second thing is that you become aware of your blessings. When you know God, you become aware of your Blessings. Third, you experience the power of resurrection. You experience the power of resurrection. See how power flows through knowledge. Power flows through knowledge. What are the three things? Identity, you begin to identify yourself, you begin to have a clear understanding of who you are. Second, you begin to know how blessed you are in God, all the blessings that you have access to. And finally, you experience the power of resurrection. Think about this. If you see the Christian world, some people are gifted only in preaching identity. Have you noticed? And some people are gifted only preaching the blessing. And some people are gifted only preaching the power. Because that is their calling. Right? So if you are in a church that only talks about the identity, that does not mean that you don't need the blessing and the power. Or if you are in a church that only talks about the blessing, that does not mean that you don't need identity and power. You see what I'm trying to say? See, somewhere there has been an error of indifference. Because this has not been my training, I see, I see indifferent to somebody else's training. We need to move into wholesome teaching so my training could be that i'm trained in my identity but that should not stop me from seeing somebody who's trained in another knowledge for blessings and power and i should i should be willing to open up my heart to receive from them that's not my calling but i can receive from them so that it can become a blessing to me you see this so a prophetic person, for example, a prophetic person who has tr- who has been trained himself in the prophetic because his assignment is prophetic cannot look at a person with the gift of administration and be like, yeah, I don't need that. That was not your training, but you need administration if you want to do big in the prophetic ministry. You see? So we need people, we need people to associate with people with different gifting and different calling and different assignment so that we can come together in wholesome teaching, in wholeness, in the whole truth. What is better than the truth? The whole truth. So there has been an error that has happened in the body of Christ, the error of indifference, that because of our training, we think that this is the most important thing. Because we have been trained in identity, we think everything else, everybody else is wrong. Because we've been trained in power of God, we think everybody else is wrong. We have to come towards the unity of faith. God gave them apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, the other one I forgot... Pastors, oh, pastors, how can I forget pastors? God gave them apostles, pastors, prophets, teachers and evangelists so that we could be equipped in ministry for the unity of faith. Amen? So this is not my training, but I can recognize that I need it. I need it. There are different gifting and calling in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. That's why we need each other. That's what I'm saying. As much as we can receive from God personally, we need to receive from one another. We have to.
1: Amen? Okay.
0: Look at Paul. If you understand Paul's upbringing, he comes from a wealthy family. Has a very good education. Almost equivalent to having a double PhD. Poor people can't, can't have double PhD. You need to have money for double PhD, especially in those times because they didn't have open schools and all. So um, so comes from a wealthy family, is educated, is about to become the powerful person in the Sanhedrin, in the Supreme Council, meaning he's on his way to become one of the most powerful person. He's a man of influence, man of power, man of education, man of wealth. All that, the world is running after. But look at something that shifts. The the day he has an encounter with Jesus, everything changes. Look at what he says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. But whatever gain I had. Another word for gain is profit. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Isn't that amazing? He's saying, I consider all of this as loss. All of this is rubbish and I'm willing to lose all of it. See, when God calls Paul, his ministry begins with the Jews. And it makes sense because he's, he's very educated. He knows scriptures very well, well-versed in scriptures. He can make a good case about Jesus being the Messiah. He is the most qualified one among all the apostles. But look at what happens. Paul's ministry direction changes. He goes to the Gentiles. That is where he is becoming more effective. Now, everything that he knows is of no use. It's like starting from scratch. Because what we consider strength, God cannot work in that strength. God's grace is perfected in our weakness. So, it took Paul... To acknowledge his weakness for God's strength to be perfected. And then God began to redeem all of the knowledge that he had. And that's why we have the whole New Testament which is mostly written by him. The kind of influence. Do you know there were more charismatic, better preachers in the time of Paul than Paul? There was a teacher named Paul. Apollos, who was a very good preacher, he was eloquent, he was more popular. How many of you know Apollos? Hardly people know about Apollos. Paul didn't look great in his appearance, he was not the celebrity preacher in that sense. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not putting anybody down, I'm just saying that he was not that appealing. But look at what the purpose of God can do. That even now we talk about Him because of what He, you know, He surrendered to, that He allowed God to flow through His life. Amen? So what happens in this relational knowledge with God? That you can receive additional spiritual impartation, beginning with wisdom and knowledge. And what that wisdom and revelation does is... Helps you understand your identity. Helps you understand the blessings that you're blessed with. And helps you experience the power of resurrection. And we need all three. We need identity, we need the blessing, and we need the power of resurrection. Amen? Okay. The second thing that this knowledge can do is multiply all that you have. The knowledge of God can multiply all that you have. See, when Jesus, he multiplied the five bread and two fishes for the 5,000, what did he do? He gave thanks. It was in the knowledge of God that became a channel that as he was giving thanks, it began to multiply. So when you know God, everything in your life begins to multiply. In fact, let me say this. When you know God, everything good in your life begins to multiply. Okay? And everything that is evil begins to be divided. See what I did? Multiplication division. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Philippians 1 verse 9. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge. With knowledge. So the knowledge of God comes as a package. Love begins to abound more and more. Love begins to multiply. Another word, 2 Peter 1 verse 2. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So, we have all received a measure of grace. We have all received a measure of peace. But it can be multiplied. The more you know God, the more what you have can be multiplied. Amen. Genesis chapter 15, God tells Abraham, I'll become your inheritance. You're so close to me. Let's do this. There's not enough resources in the earth to bless you. I have, you know, the earth is limited. So I will become your blessing. I will become your bank balance. What a word. Really, what a word. And later you see how Abraham is blessed. Look at what his servant says when his servant is talking to Rebecca. Genesis chapter 24, verse 35. He says, The Lord has greatly blessed my master and he has become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys. What did the Lord do? He multiplied everything because he was in close relationship with God, God multiplied everything that Abraham had. In fact, there's a testimony of Isaac that a king comes to Isaac and tells him, will you leave this land? Why? Because we cannot contain you. You are much bigger than us. You are much wealthier than us. You're much greater than us and we cannot contain you. So please leave. Think about one man becoming more wealthy than the wealth of an entire nation. One man. So when you get to know God, whatever good is in your life, whatever you have received from the heavenly realm, the supernatural realm, it begins to multiply. Love begins to multiply. Joy begins to multiply. Peace begins to multiply. Righteousness begins to... Righteousness remains the same. Grace begins to multiply because you don't grow in righteousness. You just receive righteousness as it is. multiplication third thing you become more fruitful Colossians 1 verse 6 which has come to you this which is talking about the gospel the gospel has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing at as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth verse 10 so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit, say with me, bearing fruit, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. When you increase in the knowledge of God, you begin to bear fruit and that fruit begins to increase. John chapter 15, when Jesus talks about, I am the true wine and you are the branches, he says, and you shall bear fruit. And then he says, you shall bear much fruit. And you you shall, you know, the level keeps increasing. You can keep increasing in your being fruitfulness. You you can keep increasing in you being more fruitful. So you don't have to stay. Yes, how many of you began to be fruitful, fruitful the moment you heard the gospel? Right? Do you believe that? You began to be fruitful. But you can increase in being fruitful. The more you increase in the knowledge of Jesus, the more you increase in being fruitful. If Abraham and Sarah in the Old Testament, if they could have a child, if they could become fruitful in their old age, how much more the Christ in you, the hope of glory can bring the fruit from within you? You're called to be fruitful. Fruitful. More fruitful. Amen. The next one. Renewed mind. As you know God, your mind is renewed. Colossians 3 verse 10. And having put on the new self, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So when you get to know God, when you stay in his presence, something happens to your mind. Your mind becomes renewed all the trash gets deleted. Everything that is trash goes to the recycle bin and gets permanent deleted. See, Moses could spend 40 days in the presence of God and when he comes down from the mountain, he is carrying the same glory as the glory of God. Do you know you are are called to be the carriers of his glory? Jesus when he's at the transfiguration mountain his appearance changes so when externally things change it happens because internally it has changed only an internal transformation can become you know can overflow in external transformation so when Paul says do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind the word transformed can also be said the word transfigured It can be replaced with that. So when you are renewed in your mind, your body begins to change. There's a glow. You don't need fairness cream. What you need is the renewal. The glow of the Lord will flow out of you. Spending a lot of money in cosmetics, which is fine. But spend time. Spend time in the presence of God. Because in the knowledge of God, your mind will be renewed. And once your mind is renewed, it will show in your body. Amen. Finally. The final point is the knowledge of God brings us to the fullness of God. Knowledge of God brings us to the fullness of God. Ephesians 3, verse 18 to 19. May have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Why? So that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You'll be filled with all the fullness of God. So the reason why we should pray is so that we can increase our mental capacity to accommodate more spiritual knowledge. That's the reason why we pray. And that's the reason why we read God's word. To increase our mental and emotional capacity. So our soul realm needs to be expanded. They say that your brain functions at 10% capacity. The words say 10%. What is your 90% doing? I believe that 90% is for your spiritual capacity. So there's so much more. That your body has been designed already to accommodate the fullness of Christ. In that 10%, you cannot accommodate the fullness of Christ. Your brain will get fried. So, you can receive the fullness of Christ in in the knowledge of God. The more closely you walk with God, in your relationship with God, you can experience the same fullness that He carries. One example is Enoch. The Bible says, Enoch walked with God. Did not walk behind him. He walked with God. Do you know how powerful is that? Like he understood the frequency of God's walking. When God paused, he paused. When God started walking, he started walking. That's relationship, my friends. You know, when, when I'm with my family, my entire family, with my sister's family and my parents and everybody, if we go somewhere it's hard for me to walk slowly because everybody else is walking slowly the entire family so because people have to take care of children and you know ch- children you know how they are they get distracted so usually i'm 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 just going ahead i'm trying to find the seats in the restaurant you know because it's hard it's hard but that is where true relationship is to walk with the person to walk in step to walk in step with God you know some of you feel that you're far ahead of the church and the church is slow but it is your training so that you can be humble enough to reduce your steps and walk with the church where you will be blessed I know so much revelation. What is this pastor doing? He's preaching on the same topic. It's training for you. Humility. So don't try to walk ahead. Don't try to walk behind. Walk with. Walk with. Walk with. It is is when you walk with that you can experience fullness. Bible says like this in Genesis 5 verse 24. Enoch walked with God. And it says, and he was not. Just says he was not. ESV says he was not. Some version says he was not found. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. There's clarity in Hebrews 11 verse 5. It says, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. When Enoch began to walk with God, what God had, it began to flow in his life through the power of association. God does not have death. So when it was time for Enoch to die, it couldn't happen. God just had to take him. Come. Come with me because this realm can no longer accommodate you. Man, I want to push for that. If I need to leave earth, I need to push for that. I need to believe for that. Not to leave earth with a sickness. If it could happen with Enoch, it could happen with us. It is about walking with God. Walking with God. That's why we pray and we read God's word. That's why we need both the ministry of the word and the ministry of prayer so that we can align our steps with God. Amen. So for those of you who feel like you want to rush forward in life, You want to grow more spiritually, more faster. I'm telling you, calm down. Because it is not about running ahead. It is about walking with. See, I'll tell you something. Look at this picture. Jesus sends his disciples on the boat. So the disciples move ahead. What does Jesus do? He's spending time with the Father. Now, in the moment it feels... That because Jesus prioritized the father, he's late. And the disciples have moved ahead. Now storm happens and they are stuck in the storm. And Jesus comes walking to them on the water. The Bible says the moment Jesus stepped into the boat, they reached the shore. That's what can happen when you walk with God. When God tells you to pause, you pause regardless of what you feel, regardless of your peers going ahead, you pause because God has asked you to pause. And all of these insecurities will come up. Oh man, I have done nothing in life. 2023 is almost about to get over. All the promises, what is the Lord doing? All of this thing will come up. It is in, in the midst of that struggle, you keep your eyes on Jesus and say, Jesus, it is all about you. It is all about you. Let them go ahead. It is all about you. Because the moment Jesus steps into your boat, you reach the shore immediately. So if you can pause with God, when he runs, you can run with him. And he runs faster than light. Everything will change just like that. One day, Joseph, who's a prisoner, became a prime minister. One day, one day. Now when we think about it, we think, oh man, you know, Yeah, Joseph became a prime minister too soon. But if you ask Joseph who was in the prison, oh, that was difficult. Those years of being in the prison, that was real test. Test of humility. Test of patience. Walk with God. Walk with the people of God. Don't try to go ahead. Don't try to be too smart. What's the word? be too smart for your own good don't do that walk with God walk with God you know when I got married my entire life's rhythm was changed God just you know it got disrupted any married husbands feel that yeah like before I got married I had a very strict regimen Spiritual regiment, physical regiment, And all of it got disrupted. Why? Because she is a person who walks in a different frequency. So it took time for both of our frequencies to align with each other and to create a rhythm in our lives, which is completely normal. It takes time. It takes time. And I was getting so frustrated. I was like, Lord, Lord at least I used to spend time with you. Now I don't have the time. I don't have the mental capacity. I'm so tired. What the Lord told me was you can you can go fast when you're alone but with her you can go further. With people we can go further. Alone you can go fast but you cannot go further. But with people, you can go further. So I literally had to reduce my pace. Calm down. Slow down. One can chase thousands. Two can chase 10,000. So what you think is a setback is not a setback. It is a preparation for you to do mighty exploits for the Lord. It's not a setback. Amen? Amen? Pray in the name of Jesus that that arrogance will break right now. Spiritual arrogance. We have to walk with people. Walk with people. Walk with people. Amen? Yeah. Either you lift them up and walk or you wait for them. But you don't have the opportunity, you don't have the privilege of saying, I don't want to walk in their pace or I don't want to walk with them. You don't have that opportunity. If you can pick them and run, do it. With children we do that. With little children we pick them up and we walk. If you can do that, awesome. But if you can't do that, then stay there because it's training for you. Don't get so spiritually arrogant. Amen. These are practical things. Slow down. Slow down. It's okay. The way to accelerate in God's kingdom is through slowing down. Okay. I want to give you some practical tips on how to grow in the knowledge of God. Very quickly. Okay. Don't have a lot of time. How to grow in the knowledge of God. So the first thing that is a qualifier for any relationship is faith. Because without faith, you can't have a relationship with anybody. So the first thing that qualifies you to be in the relationship with God and to grow in this relationship, the first thing is faith. You will not take a cab with somebody whom you don't trust. You'll not be in a deserted place with somebody whom you don't trust. Right? It requires faith. It requires trust. So faith is the foundation. How do you have faith? Reading God's word. Jude 1 verse 20 says, And build your faith by prayer. Speaking in tongues. So you can build your faith by speaking in tongues, by praying in the spirit, and reading God's word, hearing God's word. Faith comes by hearing Romans 10 17 faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word so you hear God's word and you speak in tongues pray in the spirit that's how you build your faith which is the foundation without faith it's impossible to grow without faith it is impossible to please God right so so what I'm going to teach you think of them as steps okay without the previous one you can't move ahead so the first one is faith the second one is having a mindset of excellence. Having a mindset of excellence, meaning you want to have the right attitude for growth. Your attitude really matters. The attitude for growth, not to be complacent. Ah, it's okay. No, you want to grow. Having a mindset of excellence. I want to grow. I want to make it better. However, last year was, this year is going to be even better. God is going to do so much more. So having a mindset of excellence, that you're moving ahead in life, that you're not going down, you're going up. No matter what your age is, no matter what your skill sets are, you are moving forward. Third is knowledge, which is developing your mind. Developing your mental capacity. The day you stop learning. I heard this quote. I don't remember who is it. The day you stop learning, the day you die. So the cap- so the m- capacity, your mental capacity, you keep growing in knowledge. Pursue knowledge. And one thing about knowledge is knowledge is pursued through humility. Fourth, disciplined life, living a life of discipline. Discipline in the Bible comes from another word, self-control. Self-control means having mastery, knowing when to use strength, knowing to use strength restraint. So to live a life of discipline with patience, with patience. Because when you're living a life of discipline with patience, you know, it's like you decide that you're going to burn your fat. The first day you do it, you don't, you don't see any change. But with patience, with patience, you, you begin to see changes in like a couple of weeks. So discipline has to come with patience. Without patience, it, it's, it's not going to work. So to live a disciplined life. Why do do we need to live a disciplined life? We are in God's grace. We are in the era of grace. Why should we live disciplined life? Because there's a mandate upon your life. There's an assignment. There's an assignment that has come from the heavenly royal kingdom. Athletes discipline themselves. Do you see athletes eating anything and everything? In fact, they have coaches Whom they pay millions of dollars to keep their lives accountable and disciplined. Because they understand the importance of a disciplined life. We need to live a disciplined life. Sleeping right, eating right, praying right, reading the word right, getting our spiritual priorities right. Disciplined life. Not letting the flesh have any any space in our life. Completely living a disciplined life. Fifth one, godliness. What is godliness? High devotion for God and His kingdom. High devotion. Anything that comes from the purpose of the kingdom, you give it high priority. It doesn't take second, it doesn't take third priority. Oh, I'll do it after my job. No. High devotion for God and His kingdom. His purposes is your number one purpose. So if something comes up in your job that is contradicting with the purpose of God, you leave your job. How will I eat, pastor? Trust God. That is where your faith comes in play. You don't You don't compromise on your devotion with God. You don't compromise. Peter was asked, don't preach anymore. Don't preach the gospel or we'll kill you. The authorities told him. Are we called to respect authorities? Absolutely yes. But Peter said, that I can't do. I respect you. But I can't go beyond the... Mandate that God has given me. This is my assignment. I will preach the gospel. You can kill me if you want. Godliness is high devotion. Next. Fellowship. Fellowship with people. Fellowship with people. In fellowship with people, you open up opportunities for people to bless you and you have opportunities for you to be a blessing to people. It needs to be cyclical. The loop needs to be completed. If if you're at a place where you are only getting blessed, then you'll become obese, spiritually obese. If you're in a place where you're not getting blessed, but it's, it's just taking from you and you're just becoming a channel blessing, you'll become malnourished. So the cycle needs to be complete. You get blessed, you become a blessing. Get blessed, become a blessing. And the best place to do that is church. Practically, that's the best place to do. You don't need to find your own platform. God has already created a platform for you. So become planted in the church and use it as an opportunity to get blessed and be a blessing. You don't have to think, Oh God, what can I do? Can I do this? If God gives you ideas, do it. But... The default default option is the church. Serve in the church first. How can you serve in the world if you don't know how to serve in the church? How can you die for Jesus in the world when you don't know how to die for Jesus in the church? Fellowship. It's very important. After Jesus was resurrected, He knows that Peter denied him thrice. So Jesus goes to Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, Yes, Lord, I do. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. How we show love to Jesus is by feeding his sheep. You cannot live in isolation, my friends. You cannot live in isolation. You don't have to feed your shepherd. Get fed from your shepherd. But feed sheep. Find sheep. Everybody needs an encouragement. I don't know anybody who does not like being encouraged. Find somebody. Walk in the ministry of encouragement. Barnabas was called the encourager. He encouraged people. He activated people into their ministry. Including Paul. So, when church gets over... Your assignment is not over. You just got fed. Now feed somebody else. Find somebody and become a channel of blessing. What did you learn from the word? I'm telling you, this is what I learned from the word. May this encourage you. Don't have a consumer mindset when you come to church, have a supply mindset. How can I be a blessing? How can I be a blessing for the people of God? And do you know what? It really blesses the father's heart to see one of his child being a blessing to another. Really blesses his heart. So fellowship. Don't isolate. Fellowship. Become a blessing. The last one. My favorite. And I believe it's the favorite thing of this church. Generosity. generosity. Because you cannot love without giving. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Do you know that open rebuke is better than hidden love? The Bible says open rebuke is better than hidden love. You know, sometimes we have this attitude, I love him but I will not express it. Open rebuke is better. If you love, you will give. If you love, you will express. Love is expressed through giving. And the greatest thing that God did for us is by loving us and sending his own son. Generosity. Be generous. Walk in generosity. It is when we walk in generosity that we walk in the agape love of God. Powerful. So, how do you grow in the knowledge of God? Where do we, where does it begin? Faith. Faith. Faith is a qualifier. Second, mindset of excellence. Third, knowledge. knowledge. Keep you you want to develop yourself. When I say knowledge, I'm not just talking about spiritual knowledge. I'm talking about the knowledge that you know will fulfill the assignment. So if you're called to be, if you're called to be a designer. Then the knowledge that will require you to get there. If you're called to be a fashion designer, then the knowledge for you to do that excellently. Right? Fourth, discipline life with patience. Discipline life, having a self-control life, living a life of mastery, being absolutely disciplined. Amen? Do you know that you are you are enrolled in the office of God? In the office of God. Just imagine. If the sun was not disciplined. Or, you know, the earth was not disciplined. And it just stops rotating. because I'm going to break later. Let me apply for sick leave. You are enrolled in the office of God. So be disciplined because that's your identity. You're not righteous one day. You're righteous throughout. That's your identity. You have a calling. You are enrolled in the army of God. In the army of God. You know, sometimes when believers get tired, they tell me, Pastor Sam, when will this end? I am tired of fighting. And I tell them, you have been enrolled in the army of God. That's your identity. I'm sorry, but you will have to keep fighting. If you don't want to fight, then maybe ask the Lord to take you like Enoch. Live a disciplined life, disciplined life. Every athlete, every soldier lives a disciplined life. You need to have a spiritual regiment every day. Not once, once in a week, every day, every day. Reading God's word, praising God, speaking in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying. Having all of these spiritual regimens, you need to have it daily because you are a disciplined life who knows the mandate that is upon his life. What's the fifth one? Godliness. What is godliness? High devotion. High devotion for God means getting your priorities right. When a lot of things are cluttered, when things are cluttered and everything seems overwhelming, you don't know what to choose. Choose based on godliness. Your high devotion for God. So give the kingdom and the purpose of the kingdom first priority. Then you see everything will come in order. Right? Okay. Next one. Fellowship. The last one. Generosity. Generosity. Be generous. Be generous. I want to practice generosity every day. Not just on Sundays when I give my tithes and offerings. Every day. Every day, How can I be generous towards the kingdom on a Monday? Generosity. Let generosity become your life. Amen. Are you blessed? Yeah. So whatever God has can flow into your life as well. Whatever God has. So don't settle for less. Don't settle for the ordinary. You can have more. Amen. Heaven will not get bankrupt if you get blessed. You know, so pray for more, expect for more, possess for more. Amen. See, nothing works without your participation. The word of God is not a magical wand where God said a mantra and then everything changed. Everything requires your participation. Everything. So if you receive the promise of God, Possess it. If you receive the principle of God, apply it. If you receive the power of God, receive it. Amen? Participate. Engage yourself in God's word. Engage. Say with me, engage. If, you, if you're out in a party with somebody, you hate people who are not engaged, who so are just sitting in one corner, isolated, or playing games, right? Or especially if you're on -on one-on-one conversation with somebody, you want the other person to be engaged. That's how conversations happen. Otherwise, it just feels like a monologue. So be engaged. Be engaged in the word of God. Be engaged in prayer. Be engaged. Let your mind be engaged. Let it come from the bottom of your heart. Let your heart be engaged completely. Be engaged. Don't get distracted. Be engaged. Even if you get distracted, bring your mind back and become engaged. Become engaged. Amen? So let this become the focus of our prayers. That I want to know God more. I want to know Him more. I want to know Him more. I want to know more of Him. I Whatever I've learned so far is good, is amazing, but there's so much more and I want to have it. I want to know you more. I want to know you more can this be a prayer, just close your eyes and say Lord I want to know you more,
1: I want to know you more, 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 more." Lord there is nothing better than you, There's nothing better than knowing you. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. Mm, I want to know you. I want
0: to seek your face. I want to know you more. I want to love you. I want to hear your voice I want to know you more I want to know you I want to seek your face I want to know you more I want to touch you I want to hear your voice I want to
1: know you more I want to know you I want to know you Sing, sing I want to know you I want to hear your voice I want to know you more
0: I want to touch you I want to seek your face I want to know you more I want to know you I want to hear your voice I want to know you more I want to touch you I want to seek your face, I want to know you more.
1: Father, we want to know you. 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 We want to know you more. 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 Come on, open up your mouth and say, We want to know you, Lord. I want to know you. I want to know you
0: more personally, O Lord. Increase my capacity to understand. Increase my capacity to receive. Come on, open your mouth. There's something about you crying out. There's something about you contending in prayer. Say, say with your mouth. Say in your own words. Make your desires, make your supplications known to God. Say, say, open your mouth. Come on, say, speak it out. If this is your heart's desire, speak it out. How how willing are you to receive more knowledge of God? Come on, come on, open your heart, open your mouth, open your mouth. Come on, don't be polished. Come on, let it out from the depths of your heart. From the depths of your heart, yay!
1: We wanna know you, we wanna know you. We wanna know you, we wanna know you. We wanna know you, we wanna know you. We wanna know you. We wanna know you. We wanna know you. We wanna know you, we wanna know you. We wanna know you. We wanna know you. you.
0: I need you more, more than yesterday,
1: I need you more, more than what to say, I need you more.
0: My one defense, my righteousness,
1: oh, Lord, how I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, every hour I love you. Oh Lord, how I love Oh oh Lord, I love You Oh, I love
0: You You're my one defense My righteousness Oh Lord, how I love Come on, stand up in your place and just raise your hands. If you are somebody who wants a spiritual impartation today, a spirit of wisdom and revelation, just reach out, reach out to heaven and reach it out, reach it out, possess it. Take it, take it, take it. Lord, say, say with me, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. 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 I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Increase my capacity, O Lord. Strengthen my inner man. Strengthen my inner man. Strengthen my inner man. Strengthen my inner man. I want to know you more. I want to
1: know you. I want to 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 know you. Yeah.